Thanks for tuning in to our Cypress Church podcast. To learn more about our church, visit our website at cypresschurch.net and join us for our Sunday morning services at 9 and 11 a.m. Subscribe on iTunes for more. This past week at uh, VBS, uh, we just had a great time. We sought to, to, to challenge kids, and you guys need to help me with this, challenge kids to live life. Oh, you guys are way better than first service. They went, you know, fully alive. You guys belted out to live life. That's what they were there doing. They were challenging us to live life fully alive, to live amped up. Actually, that comes from a Bible verse. Actually, it comes from some a, a verse that Jesus said. We read it up here before. It's up on the screen. It's John 10, 10, the last part of that verse. And Jesus said, I have come that you might have life and have it abundantly. That word abundantly means to the max. It means amped up and amped out. And it's a wonderful reality that God came to, to give us life so that we would live life. Okay, you got to be up on the cues, okay, in that, on there. But, uh, and, and, and we went through these uh, to, to live life like you know God is with you, to live life like God has a plan for you, to live life like Jesus is alive, to live like other people matter. And to, that is exactly right. You are awesome. Man, I, I love it. It's, it's great. And, and we had some great stories coming out of this about kids really learning. You're going to hear a couple of stories at the end of the service about just some kids who really learned some things. And it was just a wonderful, wonderful reality of kids gaining from this time. I remember I was talking to some parents. We had a special deal here on Friday night where all the families were invited. And I talked to one family and their child, just they just said to me, Pastor Mike, I really feel like they they really learned about God and, and his way of life and, and they gained some great knowledge that they can put into practice. And I thought that was wonderful. I remember talking to one grandparent who brought their grandson here and that, that grandson had made a decision. They said they, they thought that they had made a great uh, decision before, but they said this time they really could explain it and understood that they were a sinner and need a savior. And it was Jesus. And then now they're going to live life See, you're right there. That's good. Okay. It's, 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 it's a great thing. And so uh, what we were seeking to do is to, to share some, some great knowledge and to challenge kids to put it into practice for that is what wise living is. Wisdom is applying knowledge and wisdom is from God and part of his character. Proverbs 3.19 says, the Lord by wisdom founded the earth by understanding he established the heavens. Job uh, chapter 12, uh, verse 13, it says, With God are wisdom and might, that he has his counsel and understanding. See, God is wisdom, and he wants us to discover his wisdom, his knowledge, and he wants us to live wise as he intended. And yet something gets in the way. Uh, it, it's, 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 it's a foolishness that gets in the way. Has anybody ever done anything foolish? Why? <laughs> I know I have many, many Many, 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 many times. <laughs> uh, and uh, especially when I was younger, Proverbs twenty-two fifteen says, folly is bound up in the heart of a child. And, and what God challenges us with is to let go of this foolishness, let go of folly and living foolishly and seek to apply the great knowledge of God. Because remember, applied knowledge is wisdom. And we're to live wisdom because that's what it means to be fully of life, to live life 
is to live life in wisdom. And so God wants us to do that. And over these past few weeks here on Sunday morning, we've been studying through the Bible book of Proverbs. The Bible book of Proverbs is, is with a number of wisdom literature in the Bible, and, and it's a great book to help us uh, to put into practice all the good bits of knowledge that God has given us. It's like if I were to, you know, uh, break my shoelace uh, some way, and I need some way to fix it, and I just, oh wait, I just happen to have a zip tie in my pocket because it's always wise to have a zip tie with you, and I could take that shoelace and I could, you know, zip it up like that, and it'd be wonderful because you know knowing how to fix stuff is good, and having the material to be do that is a wonderful thing. I, I, I some of you know that I, I have a little bit of a, a joy uh, knowing about. Uh, using zip ties, and I was uh, coming into my office, and uh, Justin Bright, one of our trustees, just gave me the greatest gift in the world because he gave me a pack of not just any kind of zip ties, but mega zip ties. I mean, we're talking about totally amped out uh, zip ties. I mean, you can use them as belts. You can, you know, affix them to the kids to the car seat. I mean, they can do all kinds of things that these are great for. And I've got a whole stack of them I can add to my collection. Um, but see, it's, it's, it, it's knowing that and then applying that that's wisdom. And so we are, we're doing that here. And, and, and the interesting fact about the Bible book of Proverbs is that, yes, it talks about wisdom uh, and, 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 the, and the reality of putting this knowledge into practice, but it also talks about us not being foolish or practicing folly or playing like a fool and acting like a fool, but also for us to be cautious that we don't, uh, that we're not being fooled and we're not playing the fool. In other words, we're practicing foolishness. And actually the the Bible word fool or folly is found some 96 times in the Bible book of Proverbs. That's a lot. And there are two basically words for fool used in the book of Proverbs. I'll give you a little Hebrew lesson here. Uh, one means um, someone who despises wisdom and discipline, who wants to live life without morals, uh, who wants to, to live life their own way, who acts without counsel, uh, doesn't want anybody to tell them what to do. Matter of fact, they say, uh, stop telling me what to do. It's a Hebrew word called Eve, ill. What does that sound like together? It sounds like evil. Yeah, that's right. Because it, 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 when we live foolishly, we reject God, who is the God of wisdom, and we decide we're just going to live life our own way. You know, stop telling me what to do. And, and actually, one commentator, one who, who looks at the, 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 the Bible passages and tries to understand it, he said that, that this particular um, uh, word in Hebrew, he called it a, a bullheaded fool. Someone who's just kind of like a, like a, just runs through life and doesn't really think about anything, kind of wants their own way all the time. Well, the other use of the word fool in the Bible book of Proverbs is one who hates knowledge, likes mischief, uh, rebellious, rude, uh, a little arrogant, but also sluggish and, and lazy and inactive. It's the Hebrew word kesil, and then that same commentator called them, these kind of fools, pig-headed fools. Uh, so both are not good. And, and we should avoid the, these kinds of fools all the time and be careful that we're not 
playing the fool or not being played the fool and 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 drawing uh, uh to be like them and challenging be like them and and their folly but god knows that that it's not good for us and and that to be a fool and that leads us down the wrong path of life proverbs 14:24 says the crown of the wise is their wealth and that wealth is not just a a material wealth, but it's, it's the wealth of knowledge, the wealth of understanding, and they just seem to have this great wealth of, of, of great insights in their life. Uh, uh, that's the crown of the wise, but the folly of the fools just brings more folly. They keep falling over themselves and, and not making it in life and struggling all the way through and mistake after mistake after mistake after mistake, and they don't learn from them. Proverbs 10.8 says, the wise of heart receive commandments, and there is they're willing to understand and to listen and, and they, they gain more because they see themselves under God's rule and they listen to his commandments. But the babbling fool comes to a ruin. Uh, yet God's desire is we live wise and not be played or play the fool. So I'd like us to launch into this uh, Bible book of Proverbs for just a few, a few brief minutes and learn three important actions to not be foolish. And so before we do that, if you wouldn't mind setting your Bible aside, I want you to stand to your feet and let's pray. And ask God to, to bless our time. Father God, thank you for just the great uh, insights of your word that has so many great valuable bits of knowledge for us that we can apply and be wise in life. And so I pray this morning as we talk about how not to be foolish, God, you'll help us to know how we can apply that to our lives and be able to not be the foolishness as we tend to have kind of wrestled in our hearts sometimes. So bless this time and use this, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Have a seat. and. Go ahead and take out the uh, the uh, worship folder that Victor talked to you about earlier this morning when he was not amped up. And uh, inside there, there's an outline that uh, has some blanks you can fill in. Those will help you take some notes. And also afterwards, I encourage you to, to come and to get one of our uh, study guides that are in the lobby area. Uh, these are great opportunities to learn uh, more about the Bible book of Proverbs. Every time we go through a Bible book, we try to give you more information. So you understand that Bible book even more. And these little study guides help. There's some little activities and questions to answer to go through that and gain more. And in the back of that, there's also all the answers to the fill in the blanks and all the extra verses that I have been using and will be using as we go through this and encourage you with that. Now, to start us off this morning, I've asked uh, uh, our uh, pastoral intern, Sam Lenka, to come and to talk to you about God's desire that we would live wise and not be played or play the fool on this first important action to put into practice, how to spot a fool. So Sam, come and share God's word with you, brother. Okay. What a great privilege to meditate uh, some of the writings of the greatest uh, or wisest man ever lived on this earth, King Solomon. So th- this time we're going to meditate two important factors, how to spot a fool. There are so many characteristics that are being given in the book of Proverbs, but uh, we'll just focus on two things. So if you can turn with me to the book of Proverbs, chapter 10, verse 8. We're going to look into chapter 8, chapter 10, chapter, uh, sorry, uh, chapter 10, verse 8, 14, 10, 14, 23. I repeat, Proverbs, chapter 10, verse 8. The wise heart will receive commands, but a babbling fool will be ruined. So the first characteristic of the fool is, the, a fool is prideful. Now, if you look at this verse, it says, the wise heart, people who are wise, they'll receive the commands. 
they'll receive the instructions they'll receive the advices as against to the fool a fool doesn't like to listen to the instructions he says he thinks he knows everything and he he doesn't want anybody else to say anything to him and more importantly a fool always rejects authority now the god has designed this life this universe in such a way that at any point of our life we will always be subject to someone or uh, inside home or outside now if if you remember romans 13:1 apostle paul said everyone is to be in subjection to the governing authority there is no authority except from god now this is very important for us to understand that every authority in our lives that comes from god and we are to subject to that authority not to not subjecting ourselves to the human beings but as subjecting ourselves to the authority of god so god has designed all the limitations and all, all the boundaries and it is for our good that we stay in those boundaries in and in those limitations scripture also says in ephesians chapter 5 verses 22 that wives to be subject to your own husbands see this is the authority that god has put in and it's for our good so the weakest point of, of a human being men or women that we don't tend we don't want us to improve better and better we always thinks that we know everything we are good children always thinks that yes i know everything youth thinks yes i learned everything when we are in the middle age we thinks yes we know everything when we are old we thinks yes we are we know everything my perception is that even this entire life is not enough for us to be perfect man or perfect woman and that's what i feel it's my personal opinion that's we're going to stay right in this earth for 1000 years with jesus christ physically and we're going to learn everything from him then we're going to go to heaven a fool will not accept rebuke he doesn't like rebuking a fool doesn't learn from his mistakes proverbs chapter 26 verse 11 says like a dog returns to his vomit is a fool who returns to his folly we don't learn from mistakes we do mistakes yes but the best thing from mistakes is we learn from that mistakes and we don't repeat it if you're going to repeat it god calls us fools A rebuke goes deeper into one who has deeper understanding when we been rebuked or when we rebuke somebody look at this uh, verb i really liked it deeper it goes deeper for the understanding than a hundred balls into a fool and that been seen in proverbs chapter 17 verses 10 A fool always thinks that he is right in his own eyes. Proverbs chapter 12 verses 15. So that's first characteristic of a fool that he is prideful. And the second point is and second characteristic is a fool is antagonistic toward God. And this foolishness is very dangerous. The Hebrew word that been used for this kind of foolishness is snowball which means stupid wicked evil and these are the fools who rejects god psalm chapter 53 verse 1 and psalm chapter 14 verse 1 says that 
A fool says in his heart that there is no God. These are the people who are self-confident, who doesn't even believe that there is God, who mocks God. You can see all the scriptures in Psalms, the book of Psalms. There are several examples that I can quote, but I'll quote two examples that have been happened. Tancredo Neves was running for president in Brazil. During the campaign, he said if he got 50,000 votes, not even God could remove from his presidency. And guess what? He did got the enough votes and he won as the president. But he did get the votes to win, but he got sick a day before being made president and then he died. I can give one more example. An unknown White Star Line employee at the time of Titanic's launch on 31st May 1911 said, not even God himself could sink this ship. And we know the history. So this is the time when a man and woman achieve so much of success according to their own way, what they define success. And when they get so much of wealth, prosperity, and when they get so much of exaltation, especially praises for so many people, we tend to believe that everything we achieved by our own strength, nothing came from external forces, and we can control everything. This kind of temptation that we go through throughout this life. These proverbs were not given for anybody else but our own self. See, the scripture is final authority, and we have to subject to the scripture. So let us examine ourselves with these scriptures. And if it is there any foolishness, if at all, if you rebuke the instructions, advices, then it is my suggestion that we obey instructions and we listen to the advices. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Sam. <clears throat> Appreciate you sharing that with us. <clears throat> to spot a fool, to identify a fool is that someone who is prideful. Uh, who is doesn't humble themselves to authority, someone who is antagonistic to God, doesn't acknowledge God in their life. So thank you, Stan, for ch- pointing that out. And knowing how to spot a fool is vital. The next important action to put into practice, to learn in this idea of not being foolish, is how to avoid now being foolish. So let me just give you two ways. Uh, there are many, but the, these two are key. The first way to avoid being foolish is to seek advice. Proverbs twelve fifteen says the way of a fool. And if you're looking at this in the Hebrew, it's that bullheaded fool. You know, that one fool that says, nah, I don't need anything. I can just do it on my own. It, it, it's, it's the way of a fool is right in his own eyes, but the wise listens to advice. Now, the sad reality is that I can be this kind of fool. Uh, there, uh, there are times when I just simply want to do it on my own. I don't want to listen to or to follow those instructions. You know those instructions to build things? How many of you ever bought something from Ikea? Yeah, it comes with a nice, beautiful little instruction manual like this one. Actually, this is actually one of the ones that uh, we bought. We purchased this bed. It's a cool bed because it's a single bed, and then you can actually pull it out, and it becomes a queen-size bed. We thought that was really cool for our grandkids and things like that. So I got it home. It's all packaged wonderfully. I saw the instructions. I threw them away and said, I can do this. Because I was being that bullheaded fool thinking that I can do it just on my own. 
So I thought, no problem, give me 20 minutes right before dinner, I can have this, handle, you know, banged out. Well, you know, an hour later, and I'm sweating and stuff like that, not doing it. Finally, my son and my son's-in-law came and rescued me. The first thing they did, what did they do? They picked up the instructions, and they began to follow it. And you know what's great about IKEA instructions? It's, there's just pictures. And, you can just, and, you, and it steps, one, two, three, and you just follow that along, and you'll be do, doing just fine. Uh, but the problem is that I was being that bullheaded fool. But yet, praise God for the internet and things like Google and, and those YouTube videos. Anybody ever used a YouTube video how to do something? Well, finally, I've been learning, you know, not to be that bullheaded fool. And I needed to change some lights on my uh, Chevy Tahoe. And I thought, I, I don't really know how to do this. And so, you know, I looked it up online and there was, behold, there was a YouTube video to do it exactly how, for my year of my Tahoe, of how to do it. And it wasn't just instructions. They told me exactly what tools I needed. And then they told me exactly where to purchase it for a lesser price. I thought, this is amazing. I should listen to uh, advice more often because <laughs> it was really helpful. And it, it's a wonderful thing. And uh, God uh, has also given us others to help. He's given us his word as a great instruction manual for life, but he's also given us others to help us as well. Uh, so to avoid being foolish is to be open and to ask for help, but also to be willing to give help as well, because we need your wisdom. I love how, how Proverbs uh, 3.27, what it says here, it says, do not withhold good when it is in your power to do so. Some of you have some great knowledge. You just need to let us know and, and, and offer to help because we need your wisdom. And don't ignore us when we ask for help. We want, we want to gain wisdom. Proverbs fifteen fourteen says, The heart of him who has understanding seeks knowledge. They not only want to listen to advice, but they actually want to seek out that knowledge and, and get advice. But the mouth of the fool, that's that pig-headed fool, the one that's kind of lazy, oh, I really don't care, uh, feeds on folly because they never learn. Remember that wisdom is applied knowledge. So it's seeking knowledge. It's listening to advice and applying it to our life. For God's desire is we live wise and not be played or play the fool. So that's one way to avoid being foolish is to seek advice. Another way to avoid folly is to believe and follow God. Sam was talking about this, not being antagonistic towards God, but, but it's being cautious and discerning and seeking to live life God's way. Uh, Sam quoted Proverbs 14, 1, the fool has said in his heart, there is no God. They are corrupt. They, they do abominable deeds. There is none who does good and those who don't uh, acknowledge God. And, and, and Sam was talking about that. The other word that's used mostly in Proverbs of the, of the, for the word fool is the word Nabal or Nabal. And actually there's a character in scripture called Nabal and he was a wicked man. He did what he wanted to do. He didn't acknowledge God at all because that's what that word means. But, but, but being wise, uh, we need to seek out that wisdom of God. And so if we want to be wise is to believe and follow God. And and, be, and and seek from, to learn from his character, choosing to believe in who God is and following his way of life. It's just like those, that choice to, to uh, believe in the instructions. You know, we, we, want to, we want to know how to build something and, and we want to know how to live life. You know, it'd be silly for us to see these instructions and go, oh, I don't believe they're telling me the truth. I believe, matter of fact, 
they're falsifying this so that I won't use their product correctly. That would be ludicrous, right? Well, God has given us his great instruction book that says here, here's how to live life. Here's how, here's how to, to, to know who you are, where your identity is found. Here's how to know how to live life relationally, economically, socially. All those things are found in this book. Great wisdom for life. But sometimes we treat it like instructions to go, ha, I don't need that. I'm a smart man. I'm a smart woman. I don't need it. I can just do it on my own. <laughs> and look at the mess we make of our lives. Relationally, financially, socially, emotionally. So easy for us to make a mess of life. That doesn't mean that when we believe, you know, we, and we say, well, first step is to really believe that these are the right instructions. It, it, but it doesn't mean that we won't have troubles. We live in a sin-filled world, and there'll be difficulties that'll happen in our life. And just because we follow God doesn't mean that nothing ever bad will ever happen because we live in a world where bad things happen even to good people. You know, people get cancer, people struggle, other people hurt other people. But it doesn't mean that the, the instructions are wrong. It just means the environment's not that great. Well, that environment's going to change someday, and we'll have a great, beautiful environment, those who love God and who are living towards him and headed to heaven. But, but, but it, the first step is to believe that this is right and then to now follow them. Step one, step two, and go through that. Same with scripture is to follow what God says. And that's what we did at VBS. Here's some instructions to follow. So we want to encourage kids that and we need to do it in life as well. And sometimes that involves new practices and new patterns. Things like coming to church regularly and reading our Bibles and getting out there and serving and helping people and letting God guide us. Proverbs 14.6 says this, one who is wise is cautious and turns away from evil, but the fool is reckless and careless and just falls right into it. But what we need to be is to be discerning. Actually, the verse above that, uh, Proverbs 14, 15 says, the simple believes everything, but the prudent gives thought to his steps. And that means we need to be a little studied to think through what we believe because not all roads lead to God. Jesus was very clear when he said, he is the way, the truth, and the life, as John 14, 6 says. And so to be prudent, we need to look into what we choose to believe, be studied in that. For avoiding folly is found in following Jesus. For God's desire is that we live wise and not be played or play the fool. See, to live fully alive is to live wisely, and that means to choose not to be foolish. Proverbs helps us identify a fool and how to avoid foolishness. And now how to deal with folly, how to deal with when, when there is foolish things that happen. So I'm going to look at two interesting verses. The first is Proverbs 26, 4. It says this, answer not a fool according to his folly, lest you be like him. Now, it doesn't mean that we're just simply to run away from every fool. Oh, they're foolish, run away, but, but, or never talk to them. We'll get into that in a moment. But, but the idea here is we're not to stoop to their level. We're not to be like them. If they're mean and angry at us, it doesn't mean we'd be mean and angry back. In fact, here's what it says. Proverbs 14.8 says, a fool seeks to be deceptive, trying to be tricky. Now, we shouldn't be like that. We should be honest and straightforward and factual. Proverbs 10, 23 says a fool does not care about finding out the truth. They just want to always joke around and even enjoy doing wrong. See, we're not to be like that. But we, what we should do is we should be about the truth and always aligning 
our life to God's truth, that wisdom that's there. Proverbs 18.2 says, a fool only wants their opinions expressed. See, we're not to be like that, but what we are to do is we're to listen to advice and to listen to God's good wisdom and being careful with our words and not getting angry, but calmly seeking verifiable truth. That's why the next verse says this, and it sounds almost a little bit contradictory. You know, verse 4 of Proverbs 26 says, Answer not a fool according to his folly, lest we be like him ourselves. Uh, verse 26 says, Answer a fool according to his folly, lest he be wise in his own eyes. See, for as we answer with graceful and calm and truthful, factual words, we will expose their foolishness and the foolishness of their words. Now, uh, the foolish person may reject our attempts at being wise, and there may be times when we just simply need to ignore it. But there are times that we need to engage and with grace answer in love, like in our families and like with our friends at school or work or maybe that friend who's going down a bad path. We probably should say something because they're acting foolishly. There was a, a, a widow in our church a, a number of years ago. Uh, she's now moved out of the area. And she was being played a fool. She was being uh, 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 swindled in her, uh, she had just lost her husband. And somebody on the phone started up a conversation and she was you know, kind at heart. And unfortunately, she gave that person thousands of dollars. And we found out about it later on and we're helping her try to do work with lawyers to get that back and things like that. And then it happened, started happening again. And so we were able to stand in and help her with that because we didn't just, okay, just let go of it and let this folly happen. We actually answered the folly and worked with that. I had a friend in college who um, uh, started living foolishly. I got involved in, in drugs and alcohol and partying. And he used to be a, really involved in the church. He was up leading worship at times and, and, and really a great guy, he had very good godly insights and Something happened in his life, and he just kind of went sideways and got into this lifestyle and, and uh, just really lost. Uh, none of us knew where he was, and none of us did anything. It wasn't until, I don't know, almost a year afterwards that he finally started connecting with him. And I remember sitting, Christian and I were there. We are sitting in his living room, and just tears in his eyes. He said to me, Mike, I just wish somebody would have said something to me because I just didn't have the strength to get help myself. And see, God wants us to answer sometimes the fool in their folly. And that's why we live in community and in families, and we have those friends so that we would be there and help them. And there are times we need to answer. For God's desire is we live wise and not be played or play the fool. Now, nobody wants to be a fool or get played a fool. And I'm sorry for this, that you guys that I staff people, I made you look foolish. I mean, I was there too. I was being foolish as well, but uh, doing the flossing thing. But, but God wants us to be, to be wise. And so let's not be foolish. Three important actions Proverbs teaches us about pushing away foolishness. We need to know how to spot a fool, uh, that they're, they're prideful and they, 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 they disassociate themselves from God and actually act the opposite. And how to avoid being foolish is to listen and, and believe, believe in God. And then to deal with folly is to um, not be like the fool, not answer him with a lifestyle that's foolish, but do answer a fool when it's appropriate. 
Because the truth is God's desire is that we live wise and not be played or play the fool. So let's push away from folly and seek to live life. Good job. Let's pray. Father God, thank you uh, just for the great truth of your word that it truly helps us live fully alive. And that fully alive life, Lord, is is lived wisely, taking into account all the great things that you tell us about life and all the blessings of life and the, the truth of who you are and to believe in you. And, and Lord, help us to live that way. Help us to live this life fully alive in you and wise. And challenge us, we pray, in that. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.